Chapter 16 Black Market and Shady Applications While blockchain has found legitimate applications in recent years, the original libertarian ideals and ethos have not been extinguished, and black market and shady applications of the technology are still prolific. While most libertarians may even question the legitimacy of the legal restrictions placed on some of the following use cases, their existence does demonstrate the paradigm shift that blockchain technology has brought about and how the world will never be the same again. Lottery Games The ability of blockchains to automatically execute smart contracts without even the possibility of human interference has created a number of interesting projects, the most popular one being Fear of Missing Out 3D, FOMO 3D. The website playing on the prevalence of cryptocurrency-related scams like BitConnect claimed to be an honest exit scam, giving investors the opportunity to leave with the lion's share of all the money invested by the players in the game. When you first visit the official site at the extremely apt URL, exitscam.io, the jackpot prize is priced in Ethereum and appears alongside a clock that is constantly counting down second by second. The objective of the game is to be the last purchaser of a jackpot private key so that you can win the pot yourself. However, there are some rules to the game. First of all, each time a key or keys, multiple keys can be purchased at the same time, are purchased, part of the purchase price is divided equally among the players who purchased the keys before you, while the remainder is added to the jackpot. Thus, the already purchased keys also act like shares from which players receive dividends. Additionally, every time a key is purchased, the time on the countdown timer is increased 30 seconds, and the price of the next key increases slightly. Players also have to nominate their team, one of four options, when making a key purchase as this dictates how the jackpot will be split when the game ends. The conclusion of the game occurs when the counter eventually reaches zero, and the winner, as determined by the smart contract, is the last person to purchase a key. The jackpot is then automatically split four ways. 50% goes to the winner, while the remainder is divided between all the other key holders, proportionally predetermined by which team they choose. The holders of the POWH3D token, which will be explained in more detail in the next section, and the jackpot for the next round to incentivize new players to start buying new keys. The brilliance of this game is that it's entirely constructed with smart contracts and 100% decentralized with open source code, so there's no way for it to be manipulated or shut down by a third party. Even if the website was forcibly confiscated, players would still be able to interact with the smart contract directly through the Ethereum blockchain. Decentralized Exchange Games Another decentralized application that takes advantage of game theory and crowd psychology is Proof of Weak Hands 3D, POW3D, created by the same developers of FOMO3D. Run as an ERC20 contract on the Ethereum blockchain, it is also decentralized and autonomous, meaning that no one has the power to co-opt control of the contract, and it has a life of its own. The only way to stop the contract would be to stop the entire Ethereum blockchain, which doesn't look like it will happen anytime soon. To play the game, players first visit the application's website and use Ethereum to purchase POWH3D tokens. The catch is that any buy or sell transaction on the POWH3D smart contract attracts a 10% levy that is distributed to all the current token holders. So holders of POWH3D tokens make money either by earning the dividends from these levies or through the appreciation of the token price. 
The trick is to hold on to the token until just the right time to sell, hopefully when the price is high enough for the player to make a profit rather than a loss. Naturally, as more and more Ethereum is pumped into the system, the price increases. The objective is to outlast the weak hands who sell at the wrong time. The psychology of the game is actually quite similar to a Harvard University psychology study in which participants were encouraged to pay higher and higher bids for a $20 bill, eventually bidding in the thousands of dollars. Online Gambling Lottery psychology games aren't the only kind of gambling games turbocharged by cryptocurrency. One of the first really successful Bitcoin-based businesses was Eric Voorhees' Satoshi Dice, a gambling game created in 2012 that demonstrated the truly limitless possibilities of decentralized gambling. The premise of the game was simple. Players just sent Bitcoin to the site's website address. The site rolled a virtual dice, and depending on the result, players would either receive back more Bitcoin than they sent if they were lucky, or significantly less if they were unlucky. What made this game so different to any of the more traditional offline and online casino games was that the odds were completely transparent and all the transactions were visible on the blockchain. Satoshi Dice was also revolutionary in that it was a gambling platform that was accessible to anyone, anywhere in the world, in real time. Since then, more than 100 cryptocurrency-based gambling sites have appeared online, and in fact, it's quite easy to purchase a white-label, ready-made site for a reasonable price. The anonymous nature of cryptocurrency makes it attractive to gamblers who wish to conceal their identities not only for personal reasons, like not revealing their gambling activities to family members, but also for taxation reasons, as cryptocurrency winnings can be kept hidden. While most traditional gambling sites require credit cards, with cryptocurrency-based sites, no evidence of one's gambling activities appear on bank statements. Cryptocurrency is good for casinos too, as there's no possibility of credit card chargebacks affecting their bottom lines. Prediction Markets One project, Augur, has created an infrastructure for betting on the outcomes of particular events. The premise is that while there are subject area experts, like scientists or economists, even experts are often quite poor at predicting outcomes accurately in their own field of expertise. By comparison, the predictive wisdom of crowds can often outperform the experts. This is where a prediction market comes in. For example, if someone wants to bet on the outcome of a national election, they visit the Augur prediction marketplace and either select the election that they want to bet on, if the market has already been created by someone else, or, if it doesn't already exist on the marketplace, they create it themselves. The market could be defined using a yes or no question, a multiple choice question, or a probability estimate. For example, will Donald Trump win the 2020 election? Users can then buy shares in the outcome they believe will occur, and the probability for either adjusts according to the number of shares bought for each outcome. The proceeds from these share sales are put into a pot that will be divided up among the winners. When the event occurs and the actual outcome is apparent, the market maker reports the result, which must accord with a predetermined news source, and the bet is settled. Losers receive nothing, while the winners receive a share of the entire pot. This kind of market can actually be very useful for giving guidance in assessing certain outcomes. However, there has been some controversy as users aren't limited in regards to the kind of markets they want to create. 
For example, some morally ambiguous markets have arisen, like assassination markets that attempt to predict the likelihood that certain world leaders will be assassinated by a certain date. Nevertheless, Orga has proven how it's possible to create some very interesting decentralized economic systems, provided the economic incentives are properly designed. Online Pornography The confidentiality afforded by the pseudonymous nature of blockchain-based cryptocurrencies has also encouraged its adoption in the online porn industry. The ability of cryptocurrencies to support micropayments means that live show porn industry workers are able to charge by the minute as services occur, without the fear of credit card chargebacks that would often occur in their previous credit card payment model. One of the largest porn video websites in the world, Pornhub.com, also started accepting Verge, an anonymity-focused cryptocurrency in April 2018, although by September 2018, less than 1% of payments on the platform were being made in cryptocurrencies. Bribery The other side of enhanced government transparency is the avenues for bribery that cryptocurrency provides. For cryptocurrency to be given as a bribe doesn't require suitcases of money or bank accounts in the Cayman Islands. In the case of a brain wallet or a wallet seed, all a bribe recipient needs is a string of words to take control of a wallet address that contains whatever amount has been negotiated with the briber. Leaving no paper trail that's tied to a name, it becomes very difficult for corruption investigators to dig into the details of a recipient's financial history. These are the kind of details that have helped so much in the past in revealing the inappropriate facts in criminal prosecutions. It happened in the recent Paul Manafort trial, where the defendant was found to be operating undeclared bank accounts overseas to hide from the IRS, lobbying consulting fees paid by foreign governments. Nevertheless, governments are attempting to at least limit the size of this fiscal escape route by incorporating the larger cryptocurrency exchanges into the common reporting standard international framework for sharing financial information on financial institution account holders. This means that the data on someone from country A selling Bitcoin on a cryptocurrency exchange in country B will be reported to the government of country B, who in turn will share that data with the government of country A, where that person is a tax resident. However, the bribe recipients can still circumvent these controls by selling their cryptocurrency through other routes like localbitcoins.com or person-to-person transactions. Governments have of course reacted, especially in the US, where several local bitcoins.com traders have received hefty prison sentences for acting as an unauthorized money services business. Another alternative is for the person to just use the cryptocurrency as cash. This is becoming more and more possible as cryptocurrencies become more and more recognized as something of value that can be accepted in lieu of cold hard cash. As a result, Western governments are again trying to counteract this phenomenon by limiting the value of cash transactions. For example, it is now illegal in France to make a purchase of goods in cash for more than €1,000. Australia has instituted a similar measure, limiting cash transactions to $10,000. While this legislation has not been specifically aimed at cryptocurrency, it does effectively make it more difficult to spend the cash once you've liquidated your cryptocurrency holdings or even spent your cryptocurrency directly. Even if you are able to purchase a Lamborghini for cash or cryptocurrency, pretty soon the taxman is going to ask you how you are able to fund it, which will be difficult when you don't have a record of financial transactions proving that you obtained it legitimately. Illicit Finance 
Previous chapters have gone into detail explaining Silk Road, the illicit marketplace, and how Bitcoin suddenly made it possible for criminal-to-criminal transactions over the dark web. While libertarians may see this as an ideal scenario for a future world where anyone can put any substance into their own bodies without the possibility of government regulation and interference, it also opens up a whole Pandora's box of other illicit activities that are undeniably immoral. These same marketplaces can become the infrastructure for fake passports, weapons, human trafficking, child pornography, or even murder for hire. This is the point when one asks whether the benefits really outweigh the costs of creating a crypto-anarchist utopia that is completely free of government oversight. When combined with other new wave technologies like 3D printers that make it possible for people to print illegally purchased plans for single-use 3D printed guns, suddenly the vision of a libertarian utopia becomes increasingly dark and potentially terrifying. Currently, governments are able to control things like terrorist financing by regulating transactions through the traditional banking system. However, cryptocurrencies suddenly make it possible for supporters of extreme religious ideologies in faraway countries to directly fund terrorist projects anonymously and without fear of reprisals because there is no way for authorities to link an anonymous cryptocurrency wallet with a real-life identity. It's more than likely that the next 9-11 will be funded using cryptocurrency. Of course, such a discovery will give authorities the excuse to enforce harsher controls that may be in their own interest for other reasons, like controlling the tax base with popular support. Financial Sanction Subversion Since the beginning of time, economic sanctions have been a tool utilized by certain governments to extract concessions from their adversaries. In recent years, the curtailment of access to the banking system has been a weapon of choice and has been used by the West against many targets including Iraq, Zimbabwe, North Korea, Libya, Iran and Russia. Actually, it was the pressure from the US blocking Iran's access to the SWIFT international money transfer network that pushed Iran to the negotiating table. Now the US has recently reinstated financial sanctions on Iran, the EU and some Asian countries are looking for ways to circumvent the sanctions, as some European companies already have quite large projects underway that may be adversely affected. In fact, it's rumored that Russia is helping Iran develop some blockchain solutions in this arena, and Iran has already relaxed controls on cryptocurrencies as its citizens look for ways to avoid the financial impact of the sanctions. Venezuela, as another country that has been under sanctions pressure for a number of years, has now developed their own oil-backed cryptocurrency, the Petro, that they intend to use instead of the traditional financial system for transferring value to their trading partners. As blockchain cryptocurrencies become more and more widespread, the effectiveness of financial sanctions in the future will surely be undermined. Of course, this all fits in well with the libertarian narrative on cryptocurrencies, which is that no government should have the power to prevent any individual from participating in a financial transaction. Uncensorable social media. Bitcoin Cash has been utilized by one platform, Memo.Cash, to support its uncensorable Twitter-like short messaging platform. Twitter in recent years has suffered criticism for using its administrative power to ban users that it believes violate its terms of service agreement by posting controversial content that may offend certain groups or incite violence. 
A prime example of this was the recent banning of the outspoken conspiracy theorist and Donald Trump supporter Alex Jones, the host of InfoWars. The site was cited for numerous tweets that, in the opinion of the Twitter management team, went over the line in terms of acceptable social discourse. During the same period, InfoWars was also banned from both Facebook and YouTube. InfoWars isn't the only site to suffer from government-promoted internet censorship. WikiLeaks, the whistleblower site that exposed the collateral murder US military massacre video, the Iraq war logs, the Afghan war diary, and the Cablegate leak, also suffered a backlash from the US government which pressured their server provider, Amazon Web Services, to discontinue service. In contrast, on the Memo.cash platform, for a small mining fee, tweets are recorded on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. This effectively makes it impossible for the tweets to be deleted or access restricted by any government or organization as was done to WikiLeaks. While this is a victory for the freedom of speech advocates and could be viewed as one of the greatest revolutions in freedom of the press since the invention of the printing press itself, it also means that less politically correct organizations like Aryan Nations and ISIS can no longer be silenced either. The ramifications of this invention in the long term remain to be seen. On the other side of the coin, authoritarian governments no longer have the ability to influence what information the public can access. Next episode of WTF is Bitcoin, the Cryptocurrency and Blockchain Guide for Dinner Parties, we'll be reading Chapter 17, How to Use Cryptocurrency, and we'll focus on the nuts and bolts of actually acquiring and utilizing cryptocurrency. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't hesitate to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you think will enjoy it. It really helps us reach a much larger audience.